welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. In today's episode, Victoria Panormo and Stephen Lee bring you exclusive insights from the DC and Financial Wellbeing Member Survey 2018. They'll share with you some of the surprises the survey threw up and particularly what trustees, scheme managers and HR directors need to know. You can request your copy of the survey by simply clicking on the show notes and following the link to the Aon.com website. I'm here today with Victoria Panormo and Stephen Lee, and we're here to discuss the Aon DC Pension and Financial Wellbeing Member Survey. Welcome both. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go into the nitty gritty, why don't uh, we just take a moment to, to find out a bit about what you do here. So Victoria... Sure. Um, I'm a senior consultant in the DC Pensions team. Uh, my clients are a range of trust-based and contract-based schemes. And Stephen? Uh, likewise, I'm also a senior consultant in the DC team. And similar to Victoria, I work with trustees and companies to help them with all their pensions matters. The DC Pensions Survey, how did this come about? Well, as you might know, every year we carry out a piece of DC Pensions research this year, we've decided to go beyond just DC pensions and speak to employees about their overall financial situation uh, because pensions do fit into the wider context of people's financial um, well-being. It only feels like yesterday we were launching the DC scheme survey. So, Victoria, who were the participants? We were lucky enough to have over a 1,000 UK employees selected for us by the agency Ipsos. The employees have access to a DC plan through their employer and there's a wide range of participants included in the survey, ages, marital status, income profiles, location, education profile, you name it, we can split it. And so you, we're going to do a podcast this, this time around um, to promote the, the findings. What can listeners expect? Well, I think we've got a series of podcasts covering different sections of the of the research. So um, today we're going to give you a bit of an overview of the, the survey itself and the different sections. And then we're going to follow this up with four further podcasts. That's right. Yeah, we're going to have a number of people from the DC team talking to a, a few topics that will draw on particular themes that are coming from the survey. So we're going to have real people, real challenges, where they're talking about the financial situation of today's workforce. Ending up with enough, and um, how to set and achieve an adequate retirement target. And we're also going to have uh, aims and ambitions, and what does retirement mean for individuals today. And then we'll end with the series with a podcast about making it happen. So how can we enable individuals to achieve a healthy financial future? And, and the actual title is called Living the Dream. So where did that come from? That's right. Um, it's perhaps a bit unusual for a piece of pensions research, Living the Dream. But what we wanted to, to bring out, and certainly what we found in the survey, was that a lot of people have got aspirations for their, their future around retirement and financial um, security. But in reality, quite often the, the situation doesn't make, match up to that. So we wanted to bring out the fact that um, we ideally would like to be able to deliver on the dream that people have rather than the harsh reality that many find themselves in. So you've been doing the, um, the, the survey for a few few years and this year were there any surprises? Oh gosh there's so many I think a, a, an overriding theme has been optimism versus reality so I guess most people 
the rate that their current financial situation is good or very good, according to the survey results. Uh, over half of them have a budget they follow each month. But when we delve a little deeper into the survey, you see that six in 10 don't feel like they're saving enough for long term. One in four says that there's nothing they can do that will make a difference to their financial situation. Yeah, and for example, we also find that 50% um, of people said that they look at their pension fund values at least every six months. Yeah, they're definitely doing that. But in, rea in reality, we find that um, less than a quarter of people are even registered to, to view their fund values online, never mind check them on a regular basis. So we really want to explore why that people's perceptions don't always match up to the reality of the situation. And I think for those of us who are regularly looking through governance reports from their providers, will that will ring true for many, many people. Indeed. So you think there's still a bit of a disconnect then from people that, um, you know, budgeting on the one hand, they think they're in a good financial situation, but when they looked 20, 30 years down the line, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Absolutely. So were there any interesting statistics from the demographics? Yeah, there were quite a few surprises, actually. I think one of the things that stood out for me was that younger people, those in their early career, were a lot more interested in receiving help uh, to improve the financial situation from the company. Well, I think often it's too easy to assume that uh, young people are disengaged and won't listen to support from, the, from their employer. Another thing that the survey threw out was that the mid-career generation are least interested and, and I, this surprised me in particular they're twice as likely than any other age group to want no pensions communications at all so by, by mid-career we, we're saying cuspers in gen x yeah we're talking around sort of 35 to 50 that kind of age demographic and we sometimes describe them as the squeeze middle because we think they've got conflicting demands on their time and their income and it's quite hard for them to actually engage with pensions. Um, in addition, I think a lot of them would have joined DC pension schemes, um, perhaps in the early days of DC, when communications and support weren't as well developed as they are now. It was news to Stephen that he wasn't, in fact, in the early career stage. He was part of that squeezed <laughs> middle. I can certainly emphasise with the, uh, the mid-career. And what about those approaching retirement? Well, surprisingly, they were most likely to have credit card debt that they didn't pay off each month. And that, that surprised me because that's obviously something that we, we tarnish the younger generation with. Yeah, certainly. And I think as well, we were quite surprised in terms of the retirement expectations and plans for some of the those actually approaching retirement. And certainly seeing now that people are expecting to retire a lot later than we've seen in, in previous surveys and previous research that we've done. So what, what does that mean for our listeners? Retirement is no longer this cliff edge. We're looking at companies having an ageing workforce. and The survey threw out that more than half plan to work part-time before they retire, which might not be a surprise. What in fact surprised me the most was 14% of the participants in our survey plan to work part-time or full-time forever. So they're never going to need to draw on their DC pension. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Or maybe drawn it in a different way. <laughs> and what about uh, you know, trustees, HR managers and pensions managers? What, what, what do they need to know? Well, I think this is a change uh, in terms of it's a game changer, really, for trustees and for, for those working in pensions. 
because up until now we've we've kind of worked towards this target date this fixed retirement age and we're trying to get people there and get them in a, a good position to be able to support themselves whereas now we're going to have to start thinking about people who are drawing the pension and they're still in work so trustees are going to have to think about the way pension schemes are designed and i think we can help companies and trustees to understand their workforce and what sort of challenges individuals face and how they might impact on the company and also how we can all work together to help individuals overcome those challenges. HR managers and HR directors are also going to have the challenge of a different demographic in the workforce and older employees perhaps working part-time, finding roles for people, finding ways to support people and make sure that ultimately those who want to retire can afford to. I think this shows more than ever how important segmenting your workforce is in terms of communications and in, in terms of uh, any other strategies that you might implement through your pension scheme. So we could we could in fact see you know yet another type of scheme in the future that, that caters for uh, an employee that's drawing yet still working. Yeah certainly and we, we certainly saw um, further evidence that the the days of people buying an annuity with a pension fund uh, are certainly behind us. And more and more people now are intending to take some sort of flexible income from their DC pension fund when they retire to support that more flexible retirement pattern. Brilliant. Well, thanks both for taking some time out to, to share that with us. To download your copy of the summary and sign up for the full report, visit aon.com forward slash DC pensions. This podcast was brought to you by Aon Hewitt Limited, who are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.